And we're live. Welcome to another exciting episode of Mind of the Matter. <laughs> All right, now we're in the episode. Broke Excited the... English guy. The newest, oh, newest so, character. It's so happy to see. It's so nice to meet you. Wow. It's uh, that that was that guy has so much enthusiasm, especially for like a somewhat annoying. <laughs> boy. It's like a it's like a valley girl English guy. No, gag me with a spoon, no doubt. (laughs) Ew. Like totally bitching. Um today, so we are we're going to do a part two of a psychedelic episode today. And then I remembered that we do a monthly Patreon uh Patreon supporter. Uh I I post on our on our Patreon, patreon.com slash mineunderpod. And I post there and ask people for suggestions for topics. So once a month, we do an episode like this. And I almost uh, forgot. And then I realized that I forgot other things um, as well. Like we have when you're a honey. So there's tears. There's voids, visionaries, honeys, and Camante de Buffons. And the fanciest of the fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that after three months, the honeys are supposed to get a special shout out on the show and I dropped the ball. I'm the worst at organ. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm the producer of the show. We have help. We have a, we have an editor. Ramin, Ramin shows up and is awesome and does the artwork and helps brainstorm and stuff afterwards. And then have an assistant that puts in a few hours uh, a week doing just random stuff all the time. And this is like maybe a job for her a little bit, but I'm supposed to be the producer of the show. And it's one of those things where I'm not in aspects. I'm not well suited for the, <laughs> for the role. Yeah, and you're, you're also the, the host and the, <laughs> yeah, it's the host is fine. Coming up with topics and everything else. Great into it. Uh, organization is not my strong suit and I just don't, whatever reason I, I won't, I'll write things down. I'll like throw them on a calendar sometimes, but the majority of all of my life is organized just in my brain. So it's like, if people get a shout out every three months, we're counting on my brain (laughs) to remember (laughs) to check in and do that. That it's such a big ask. It's what a what an what an unrealistic uh, task to just even put on a brain, like in a modern era. Yeah, with documents and spreadsheets and plenty of very easy ways to. And it's just sitting there the whole time, like waiting this. to get put in the game. Like that little section of the brain, like in three months, I'm going to have to do some shout outs or sorry, I'm going to get to do some shout outs on the podcast because we love shouting we love out your name. Yeah. 
We love <laughs> you. We want your money. We I, need. I wake it up to in live. the middle of the night screaming your name. That's how many. <laughs> if you're, if you're at a certain level, after six months of being a Camante de Buffon, I promise uh, you won't get to see it or anything else. But I promise to wake up in the middle of the night one day screaming your name with us. Dus is a big one, right? Dus Dus is a big one. Yeah, yeah. he's well because he's also so you can contribute financially, but also being involved in the community and like writing more and adding more suggestions and stuff. That's the way we're gonna talk about you more, Meg um, or Megan. <laughs> I forget which people go by. Like, if your name is Meg or Megan or Jen or Jennifer or Jess or Jessica, yeah. and it's I, I don't I don't know which one you're using. It's well, I know I know it's Megan. Because it's the only Megan that I've that I've ever uh, met with the I N like incest, Megan. yeah, and like incest. It's weird how uh, incest has become just, uh, or that's another topic for another day. Is it all over the place? Is it is only? It I guess only in the porno pornographic world. I feel like that used to be a a thing maybe like twenty years ago that you'd really have to hmm. dig to find that, and even uttering the word is like that's. That's a word you shouldn't utter, but now it's like the default thing where you have to go out of your way to find non-incest uh, things. But Wow, I've heard this. I haven't been... If I had to guess, the last time I watched porn was like seven years ago. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you grew yeah, out of it. I almost did one this year. Well, one, per one person did showed one? me a porn on a... No, no, I almost watched one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't... Well, it, anyway, uh, I would do I've, one if there was no uh, <laughs> physical or social negative uh, repercussions whatsoever. <laughs> well, yeah. You, yeah, you just mean you'd record yourself having sex if you didn't have to deal with any of the downside of it. Well, yeah, sure, I would do I've anything at all if it, there was no downside to it. <laughs> and there was only upside i only, would so do it upside. i would do anything that's that's like the best superpower in the world if in the next like suicide squad or something like that or or what's the what's the is it the daredevil? dc one not, suicide not daredevil uh what what's the jokey joker what's the jokey kind of superhero deadpool guy deadpool yeah, yeah. Deadpool, that's like the person that's really lucky. Just a person that only upsides to things. They get none of the none of the negative consequences. Mm. It's only free lunches for them. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, but I, I Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say I didn't want to go too far on this uh tangent while I because we were saying Megan with the I N and uh, Oh yeah. I don't want to associate them with incest. Let's change that to Intel. Intel microprocessors, <laughs> the most powerful chip next to AMD, or maybe it's more powerful. I, 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 I like we we would have smoothly transitioned out of that, but also it, I don't. It, yeah, that is. Yeah, I don't know. Incest porn, it's a thing. I guess I'm. Yeah. I'm not. I feel like uh, when it comes to well, one, I'm 41. No judgment to people that watch porn. But I just feel like my imagination just is really great. I just crush <laughs> it, and I like to I like to simulate things in my mind that I feel like could come to fruition one day. 
And I feel like that's like a bit of a driving force in my life. So I feel like there, there's nothing, if I watch porn, there's nothing like, well, if I work hard enough, maybe I'll bang <laughs> that lady. That's not a story that I can tell myself. Do you ever um, hear that Jen Kirkman joke about like she couldn't watch porn and like she she can't even fantasize right. And like, I can't imagine, you know, Johnny Depp in a vacuum. There's got to be some story. I have to like know him through a friend of a friend we're at dinner together uh he shows up a little bit late the waiter comes by asks me what what i'm doing like i'm worried i'm nervous and then i just end up hooking up with the waiter in the fantasy instead of the johnny depp <laughs> yeah. thing there was some version of it's that more where, realistic yeah, yeah you you have to go realistic so it ends up just being the most that's sort uh, of the so category than, i fall into yeah um so i have i i went through and i i looked at um so, so we have some making up to do, so we're going to do a few each week, but, uh, but shout out to honey bear, Mitch drew his Ooh. Instagram handle is at playlist.alchemist. We already oh, gave yeah, him a shout out. At, remember? Yeah. yeah. Mind under art episode, which listeners to this, cause this one goes out to the public may not have heard but um thank you mitch for the support um paul sander saunders um uh, just this show, he doesn't want to plug nothing he's a just he's been supporting me on he's been on facebook and everything for like 10 years damn he's been following my stuff so thank you paul you gotta not let him down Oh, if we misstep ever and possible. someone else says something about it, fuck you. But if Paul <laughs> says we've misstepped, yeah. we got to we got to listen. Know. Natalie, um she has a Etsy shop called Love Inspire Transform. Lit. Love Inspire Transform. That's what the word lit means. When people say that something is lit, they mean that it loves inspires and transforms is that true no i think it means like lighting a match or something <laughs> but i wanted it to mean something for our friend with the etsy store there's a batman mask get yourself some fun masks everyone um this is kind of like a qvc episode already it's like we've got a lovely playlist We've got a lovely <laughs> Paul that doesn't want to plug anything. And it's like ro the little the thing that the diamond ring rotates on on QVC. There's just nothing in it. It's just a rotating platform. And then the next one, it's Etsy with like some beautiful masks. Oh, you should buy like a couple of those goes well with your playlist. Well, we also have here's a here's a plug for a future plug. We have Odwin, who is there. Uh, starting a podcast soon the and podcast so, is like, called soon and, and no no soon they're starting a podcast but it's not out yet they didn't mention the name of it but maybe it'll be more appropriate to plug once they actually have it out they odwin said, so. is a cool name it reminds me of arwin it, from uh lord of the rings but odd like yeah a-u-d-w-y-n wait a-w-d a U D Oh, I was spelling it with an O. Never mind. It's still an awesome name, regardless of the spelling. I still like it equally. So when you get that podcast out, hit us up. We'll give you another plug for the podcast. And uh, last one, we're gonna do. We're gonna have to be doing these each week um, now because we have so many wonderful honey bears uh, helping us out. Willow Burns um, 
so actually Willow, she asked to plug the Mopco, M-O-P-C-O, Improv Theater in Schenectady, New York. What? And it's Schenectady? Yeah. Cool. Have you ever been? Never heard of it. Didn't know there's such thing as Schenectady. Didn't know you could even arrange letters in such a way. I'm a fan. It's S-C-H-E-N-E-C-T-A-D-Y, and I'm pronouncing it correctly, I know, because I've been there like three times. You did shows there? I've been there at least... To, yeah, it's outside Buffalo, right? No. Oh, I can't wait till or we're Albany. I mean, it's I very forget. possible that we never get really big. It's possible we stay the same or just shrink and die. But in the reality that we get really big, it'll be so fun that someone plugs their improv theater and we can just blow it up when, there. like violate the fire code, make the fire department need to hire new people to. Oh, yeah. There's going to be mummies hanging off the rafters. Um, it's her dad's improv theater and he opened it a few years ago and she's really proud of him for opening it in the first place and keeping it alive during the pandemic through online classes and online shows. They recently started doing shows with a live audience. Um, and, uh, and it's the only business in the area requiring proof of vaccination to attend in person. Hooray. Oh, so you're saying it's a Nazi camp with <laughs> Nazi rules. That's free market rules, baby. You can, a business is allowed to do stuff like that if they want to. I might sound and, like a total uh, wrong here and people will say I'm paid by the government or something, but I'm I'm okay with even more tests. Like if you had to do oh, yeah. just, if not, not even just vaccination records, like if spelling. you had to prove you could balance or something. Yeah. And spelling. Yeah, and yeah. and I'm, I'm fine with, I wouldn't even pass all the things, but you have to yeah. play like a certain drum fill or something to get into I, other buildings. Yeah, you need you you don't have to pass them all, but you do. You're definitely you got to be three tested out of four. on everything. Yeah, you need Did at you least three the... out of four, four out of five. You need you're gonna get some like light algebra thrown at. I feel like you should know some light algebra, and if you don't, you should make it up in <laughs> other ways. X equals X. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if you can't if you can't That's think very in light terms algebra. of variables like x and y, um, you know, I'm I think that I think that you better br- be bringing something else to the table. You better yeah. be able to write me some poetry or something. Yeah, good poetry, and we'll yeah, know if yeah. you stole it. Did you ever see the Fred Armisen stand up for drummer special? And in order to be let inside the venue, they had like a little drum practice pad out and and you had to like show them that you had to like play a paradiddle or something so that they so they would let you in i thought that was a funny uh that's amazing um so uh, they said if that's too local or specific of a business could you just uh put in a plug for a local independent theater performance venue more generally it's been rough for them as i'm sure you guys know yeah so willow willow's just like hey uh, can you just tell people to support their local art and entertainment businesses where they are and of course yeah if you don't live near scaramongo California, I mean Scaramongo, New York, then uh yeah, find the smallest, closest theater, buy the ticket, buy the three dollar water bottle, sit in the front, laugh at the performers, but not at everything, because then they'll know you're just laughing at everything. But like when it when it hits the almost threshold, 
Give him the benefit yeah, of the give doubt. It a, give it a yeah. little extra Yeah, if the Obama nudge. doesn't sound just like Obama, just complete the rest of the voice in your head. They're working <laughs> on it. They're improvising. It's tough. You've seen I us would... try to improvise. We can't even come up with what's in the box sometimes. Oh, that's not true. We're always figuring out what's in the box. But there's uh, there's the... Uh, so here's my fond Schenectady memory. Um, the venue that I performed at a couple times, I did some other stuff in the area, but there's this venue that's like the basement space of a massive theater, like, you know, like two, 3000 seat theater or something oh boy. like this little indie space that I do on an off night on a Tuesday or something like in the basement, I go through with an experimental show or one of the tours that I was doing. It was never like a, a, a city that I had a big draw in or anything like that. But uh, so I was always like, ah, should I even stop through? And I'm so glad that I did because one time I went through and the next night Book of Mormon was playing at the cool. theater. And so I got free tickets. But the thing was at this theater, so it's Schenectady is like, is it Albany? It's outside of a bigger city and it has like, at least this theater had a really like older clientele to it. And so a bunch of people with just season passes would just show up to whatever. <laughs> so I've seen this so with, with Louis C.K., <laughs> a lot of old people walking out of Louis C.K. talking about throwing his daughter's asshole onto the wall and calling it a Jew or whatever the bit yeah. he's working on is. <laughs> this is like in 2007 or something. And that's what, so if you haven't seen uh, Book of Mormon, it's as someone who is pretty unshockable from a comedic point of view in most shock value stuff if anything borders on making me roll my eyes uh but but less about actually offending me and it's pushing boundaries i mean it is it's a combination of it being actual <laughs> you know people performing it and everything <laughs> but it's it's there is it's one of the most uncomfortable, outrageous things I've ever seen, and it's absolutely hilarious. Have you, you watched cannot... all of South Park? I mean, I haven't seen every single episode, but you get a but good I'd feel say of that it. It's more, it's outrageous way more than a regular South Park episode. I mean, yeah. they have like you know, they have like. <laughs> I wonder how they many Mormons dressed like up it. Like people, people in African tribes and stuff, like in loincloths and whatnot, and doing insane singing and dancing <laughs> numbers that are definitely like, whew, I'm surprised you are allowed to do that. And there's, and it's, but it's amazing and it's very funny. And it really added to the experience that there was a bunch of very, very old, like, theater types mm. that had no idea what they were getting themselves into. And it's one of the hardest that I've laughed at. I, I recommend Book of Mormon to anyone. 
And I wouldn't be surprised if you walk out being like, that was a bit much for me. That was, it's definitely pushing. You ever hear the story of how they put it together, like maybe not two weeks in advance, but some some crazy timeline in which they didn't write a word of it. And then they saw on the marquee, like coming next month, Book of Mormon with Trey Parker and Matt Stone. <laughs> and then they're like, oh crap, we have to actually make this. And they like just, and... I've never wow. seen it. I haven't seen a second of it, even though I love the South Park guys. But I've I haven't heard a bad thing about it. All I hear it's, is people that say like oh, I don't even like musicals, but this was next level. It was it is pretty next level. I gotta I check mean, those it out guys sometime. are exceptionally prolific, and they, it, I think they must just be people that work well under pressure. Because yeah, because they they clearly put that pressure on themselves um, quite a bit. Yeah. But, if you go back and watch it, I mean, depending on your sense of humor, I know humor is subjective and stuff, but it's consistently good. South Park is so good. Yeah. Like season 10, great. Season 20, great. Season one, yeah. great. And Simpsons can't say the same. Futurama can't say the same. Family Guy can't say the same. They've King of Hill is pretty good, consistent, but South Park really did something special. I watched a couple of their COVID special things and that was about it, um, but I haven't. I just haven't tuned in much, but I believe in it. Um, so we have, in terms of suggestions, I just thought we would um, we would just kind of wing it a little bit. Like we today. do. We did, because before we would pick a topic suggested by somebody and then really expand on it. But I think that, um, oh, where is this? I think that a better way, it, just just so people can hear from more people, I think we're just going to dip in randomly into things. This is a pretty good one. This comes from the Crippler. The Crippler is, um, oh, is the Crippler someone different than I thought they were? I imagine just a guy with a crowbar in a wrestling Well, they get a shout out anyway, because they're at three months. Um, yeah, let's give him one on the house. So they get one anyway, but they said the crippler said, "I've I've recently come to terms with the concept that th this has this has to do with a lot of our recent episodes. I've recently come to terms with the concept that as you grow older, some bridges get burned and some just fade away to due to different paths of mental, physical, and fiscal growth patterns with friendships. Um, I'm not one to give up on anyone. I really don't like losing." Uh, uh, like closing friendships doors, but sometimes it's necessary in order to maintain one's own happiness and mental health and not fall into someone else's black hole. Curious if this is something you guys have dealt with. I uh, would love to hear an episode about it. Um, thanks dudes. And keep on salivating. Oh, um, thanks. Keep on salivating to you too. I have plenty to say on this one. I've, I've, I'm not opposed to burning bridges. Especially... Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. <laughs> yeah. I, but but I one know, might like... call it integrity. It's not like, it's not pettiness. It's just like, it well, is, I don't need uh, this person in my life. I have enough to deal with, et cetera. I got, I actually got contacted by someone recently that was like, we found out that royalties on some digital content are owed to a bunch of 
comics and potentially and it would require like lawyers and like a plaintiff and and that plaintiff would need to not care about burning bridges i'm like oh like <laughs> i was like yeah what do you what do you need like, you mean i could get money out of it i would pay you for an exciting opportunity to burn a bridge from someone that's screwed a bunch of people over yeah let me at it um but yeah i don't it's a little bit of balance because on one side if you don't burn bridges you stand for nothing and it's just no i just everyone is okay i'm not gonna express how i actually feel and then to bridge bernie then yeah um, you'd have to be a very disagreeable person i mean patrice (laughs) o'neill was very disagreeable he burned pretty much I mean, at least every bridge, the office, Arrested Development, these were great shows and he just he just abandoned them, you know, so he would probably rank at least a one or a two on agreeableness. But man, he was funny. I mean, some of those jokes, me and my wife, Tammy, would laugh all night. Of course, you can't laugh much right now. She's a little bit in the hospital, but we're working on that. She's a little bit in the hospital. <laughs> No, I don't think she is. I think she just was a year ago. She's a little bit in the hospital. Just one time in the hospital. Such a funny way of describing someone in the hospital. They're just a little (laughs) bit in the hospital. The Petersons are always in the hospital. I really, I feel for the Petersons. Uh, Yeah, they they are so familiar with the hospital individually and as a as a family. It feels like always one of them just is has to go into the ICU or something. Yeah, taking turns. Mm-hmm. Um, that's was Patrice O'Neill supposed to be in Arrested Development? He was. He or was he, the banana stand like a, uh, oh, operator right. when uh, maybe and yeah, um, the fl- the flamer. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like one yeah. of the earlier episodes, and he was the off in the office. And some people think like, no, that that was Craig Robinson. Nope, it's both of them. They both worked yeah. in the warehouse. Uh, Craig Robinson was around longer. I think Daryl is the character's name. He, the, the Craig Robinson is a really funny comic and plays piano and uh, yeah, yeah. it's just an amazing stand-up and stuff. I've, but I've opened for him. Oh hell yeah! I know, I know Craig. Yeah, nice guy. Yeah, seems like shows, he'd be a nice he, guy. Oh, he's a super nice guy. Yeah, I partied with him a little bit too. He's he's a lot of fun. I almost opened just, for he, him two different times and both times he canceled and then they got like some other local headliner to fill in. I'm like, Oh yeah. He's, I mean, his, his shows are just, I mean, there's plenty of comedy, but it's also just a fun party. He just Mm. gets the piano out and breaks into songs and stuff. And it's just, it's just a pleasant, jolly time. He's just leading everyone and kicking it. It's uh, it's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, I had, uh, let's see, in COVID, I've learned, I've burned a lot of bridges in COVID. Um, let's see, I had, well, I had one friend that was on his way out for some time who I was like trying to save for a while. Um, save for what? Old friend. He got really wrapped up in conspiracy Q? stuff over a long period of time and then got, and then when Trump happened, it was, it was not now tracing it back. He was uh, he got into like the Infowars stuff. He was on the ground floor of the Infowars stuff after 9-11 Infowars, you know, 
What about if you can see the shadow of a missile coming out of the plane before it goes <laughs> into the, and then, and then went down this um, wormhole there, which always like led people into some anti-Semitism stuff that like, has to get in there at some point. It's just a part of joining the conspiracy crowd. And then at least back in that in that generation, it's of still it, around, I imagine. Uh, oh yeah, but I'm sure it's also evolving new hatreds of like other groups and stuff as well. So I don't want to like put them in a corner. Uh, but there's and then he it was a sad situation. His 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 uh, his mom like got terminal cancer and t- it, his. His stuff, like at the same time that I started comedy, he wanted to become a musician. He could never work up the courage to get on stage. And was he, he good? Just, like, could he play in time? For he was were okay. his licks original? But he wouldn't even just like go to an open mic or something. Mm-hmm. He was just yeah, his licks were original, and he wouldn't. Uh, he he just wouldn't. He wouldn't give it a try. Bounced around. I, I could. I could see myself doing the same thing in a parallel universe, like not ever like following through on a college education. You just, you go to school for a semester, drop out, just, you know, working. He had a job. It's funny when people complain about things that are just like awful situations that they got themselves. Like he had a job where he was a parking attendant to just, you know, getting people parking tickets you sit in a lot and make sure someone that parks in the lot is there to use that business and if not you get their car towed and he'd be upset because people would get upset with him I'm like oh yeah that's part of the territory yeah that's you're a professional like... wiener i know if you've got <laughs> yeah. like you're a single mother and i've got to raise three kids and it's the only job i could get i'm sorry but you're still a wiener if you get <laughs> yeah. parking tickets yeah that's how it goes. Yeah. And uh, and you're going to get some guff. It comes with the territory. He would be, he's the type that would, um, he would like call me just losing. He's always a really angry person. And he'd call me, when we hung out in high school, he was super chill. He was like a hippie dude. And then he just got angrier and angrier. But he'd go through drive throughs And he'd order the craziest, most specific fast food orders ever give me an example he'd ask like for one pickle instead of three or something like that on like the mcdonald's quarter pounder or something like that what just and then when it was two pickles instead of the one that he asked for he he would just lose it and it was it was it was so crazy like you're going through a mcdonald's drive-thru and then ordering things it sounds like, you know, when you go to a restaurant in L.A. and there's some pretentious dude at the table or over that refuses to order off the menu and wants to make up his own mm-hmm. creation in his mind to show off to the table that he like knows a bunch about food or whatever and his ability to be a epic pain in the ass in social settings. Uh, he was like that, but with fast food (laughs) and and then, and then would like complain about it, giving him bad digestion. Like you're eating fast food all the, his, his mom got cancer, eventually died. That made him, that set him off the deep end. He got so into conspiracy stuff. When Trump happened, he just latched on to Trump. He, He became this awful misogynist. 
I start running into him and I try to like meet up with him and he'd be talking about needing to prepare for the race war that was inevitable <laughs> and stuff. I'd be trying to talk him out of it. Uh, one of the last times I saw him, he was like joking. He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to move in with my Coke dealer. I, oh yeah, you don't do that. You don't see the thing with Coke is it runs out. That's the only reason why people survive cocaine yeah. is because you buy enough where it will eventually run out. And I'm not and really then, uh, experienced in that realm, but from what I know, I mean, doing it makes you want to do more of it, which makes you want to do even more of it. And then your your mm -hmm. fixation becomes on doing more of it. And if you run out, getting more of it. Yeah, it's like yeah. it becomes about the cocaine. <laughs> it's like, let's go around at 2.30 in the morning, just out around the bars and just, you know, feel it out. See if we <laughs> yeah, and can talking find at someone people. that looks like someone might have cocaine. That's what cocaine will make you do. And then, um, and then, yeah, yeah. And then COVID happened rough on everybody, but he doubled down on all of it. I put together a high school reunion thing. That was, uh, all of us. And we all have different political leanings and everything else, but I was, what's I was the spectrum like, there? You think you think in like, do you have a very, very hard left and a very hard right? And, a very firm center person or is it kind of all I would middle? say it ran the whole spectrum pretty mm. evenly dispersed um and uh, amongst my my old high school friends and there's a and he showed up late and he has such anger issues and he, he just like couldn't get over him we showed up late and we were like it was 20 minutes late. We were like, hey, how you doing? All of us are on a Zoom call. And he's like, oh, fucking. Like, okay, you're just an angry person. And then he was like, I was like, yeah, hey, you got a tattoo recently, right? What'd you get? And then he shows it. He got a 45 tattoo for a, a, for a Trump. This was, this was like one week before the election. He got a Trump tattoo. And... Uh, <laughs> And then I was like, this is the whole time he's anti-COVID. Most of the time, if we talk on the phone, he's in a bar, uh, like, during the fucking heart of it when, like, that wasn't a thing. Did you ever and see screaming when... screaming something about minorities. And uh, and so that was that was the last time. Then I was like, you know what? That's uh, the energy is done here so i don't i don't think i burn bridges like that's a very obvious bridge really, to burn it feels yeah. like you gave him i would have cut him off at the mcdonald's like yeah, with the yeah. one pickle order i would have i don't know maybe i would have had to have installed an ejector seat james bond style just in case that event would occur and then i would have to eject him and since the car is not moving in the drive-thru he would just shoot up through the roof and then land right back <laughs> down but hopefully the impact would at least knock him out and then i would drive away but you can't have that kind of person i get ordering like a you need a plain burger or a burger without a bun or something but one pickle instead of two yeah. or three you're yeah, out of here yeah. i don't yeah, care if you yeah. love 45 <laughs> remember when people were point were posting a picture of 45 with the you know cigarette cross out of it and it very much just looked like the Nazi symbol, but they're trying to say, no, 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 we're anti. 
45. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but it looks so similar to the Nazi I symbol. I never saw that. No, I, I thought it was silly referring to him as 45, whether you hated him or loved him. Just call him Trump or whatever. Or just don't talk about him. How about that? But not yeah. giving him all the media. But that kind of ended now. I think he's he's gone for now and he'll probably die soon. How much do you keep up with with connections generally? Do you? You know this. Are, you know this not, very well. Not, not at all. <laughs> not at all. No. See, I actually keep connections like quite a bit. I stay in touch with tons and tons and tons. I'm of working people. on it though. I feel like I'm getting better. Yeah. It's not something That's I good. want to do. It's uh, I I don't have the the energy sometimes. Like I want to write back and I cannot compose it with my thumbs or voice it with this. And then I say I'll write it back later. And then more things pile up on top of it. And then it. It gets forgotten, but I have been getting better this year, I feel like, just because I've seen it gone too much the other way. So it's not about mm -hmm. bridge burning. It's about like there are no bridges even connecting me. I'm in my own little floating island in the sky mm -hmm. and then I have to come down to communicate with people. Or if that's too pretentious, I'm deep in the recesses of hell. I'm not above everyone. I'm below everyone. No, it's it's that's not too pretentious. That's that's that creative space is just your. I mean, you have to dive so deep into your own world. It it it's by its very nature could easily be viewed as a selfish thing, sure. But it's just daydream. You're just daydreaming. Mm -hmm. Like you're just you're just off in in that space, and that's that's. A, that's a exceptionally i mean that's how we make our income is yeah and i get mad space. at this thing i throw it you throw your phone onto no. a pillow of course but <laughs> and lightly but i'm like you know what i don't i don't have to live in here and i close it and i do the little frisbee toss so that it lands on the pillow and bounces twice and then i forget where it is for a while i'm like where is that thing i actually do need it now i feel like you have pretty good hygiene in terms of that sort of stuff. like i i feel like i feel like you i feel like zach sherwin has pretty good kind of phone and digital hygiene sort of, of he like, is he is very protective of his time that's a quote i think from him or from uh his partner maybe but he yeah. like like i would love to hang out with you for seven o'clock to seven forty five, and then like at seven forty four. Well, friend, I love you very much. I have to go finish med like even if it's not for like, oh, I gotta catch a flight. Most people would be like, Oh, I gotta catch thing I can't cancel. Otherwise I would he's he's just so clear and yeah. honest of like, well, I've allocated this time to write for the next two hours, so I'm gonna go write. But yeah, yeah. Time he's with you has been most enjoyable. That's not yeah, even a good I Zach. Could. Like he probably doesn't even speak with those phrases. I just haven't worked on a Zach yet. I'll get yeah, you, Zach. Not... I'll get you down. I'll get you Son before you get gun. me. Um, check out Zach Sherwin, everybody. He's awesome. And um, one um, of the, uh, he's an amazing freestyler and like, you know, rapper and composer and crossword show maker and stuff. But being in a, in a room with him coming up with stuff off the dome, like he can, he can just go for, for like 15 minutes. Really? He's a I've great never freestyler. Really heard him. I've never heard him just doming it. There was a time uh, I wasn't there for it, but Andy Samberg kind of put him on the spot at some awards show he was hosting. And, uh, you know, it it wasn't a 
a time he was prepared to do that. He didn't think he was going to have to do it, but he he showed up, just has it. He's got the sink, the faucet can just turn on and make the connections because that's yeah. his uh that's one of his superpowers, his words and he's a he's a hip hop connoisseur. He's, he's made videos before where he's just connecting a bunch of words in a there's this one that he made that he just connected a bunch of words around an Airbnb that he was staying at and made a whole like incredible wordplay thing around it. And I was like, Oh, I've done similar things to that, but only during manic episodes <laughs> when I'm insane and they're not as clever. They're just kind of, uh, you know, odd and <laughs> s- sort of suspicious and maybe troubling. Um, no, I, you should I, check out Crossword Show, everybody. Go to Zach Sherwin's Crossword Show YouTube. Check it out live when it comes back. Natalie Portman might be there. She's been to the show before. Moby's been there. Different dates. Not Moby's the been date. there? Moby came a week after Natalie Portman, which is weird because wow. they were in the news together because Moby said that he dated Natalie Portman, but he never did. And Natalie Portman said, oh, that's not true. And... Um, really? Yeah, it was the news. Moby's just for... spreading weird Natalie Portman rumors. Mm-hmm. I heard another story, which, uh, not to talk shit about Moby, if you're a big Moby fan, or if you are Moby, we love you. Thanks for listening to Mind Under Matter, Moby. Yay! Yeah. Oh, but back to the uh, shit-talking part of the episode. Yeah. I heard a story where Lana Del Rey was at Moby's house, and it's a very nice place and nice cars and very ornate and luxurious and then she tells him, oh, wow, you're like the man. And then he goes, yeah, yeah, I guess I I guess I am the man. And she goes, no, 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 I don't mean it like that. I mean, like, you know, the oppression, big corporate guy, man. There's <laughs> <laughs> some version you're of that. actually that was oppressing funny people. Yeah, I thought that was some, uh, yeah, not that, you know, having the nice stuff is actively oppressing people. But, you know, just as the anecdote, I thought it was funny. Um, yeah, all, all my, uh, I mean, I was on the road for 17 years and I travel so much. So I'd run into people everywhere because people had spread out. And so I'd be kind of this, this common contact and then let people know what everyone else is up to for people that weren't on Facebook or whatever, especially at the, at the time. And, um, and then I just also like I would have like four or five hour drives and I just like calling people when I'm on those drives. So oh, like, yeah, oh, I haven't. That's got to be a lifesaver. I haven't thought of this buddy of mine and I we haven't talked in like three years. I'm just going to call them. So I do that stuff quite a bit. So I, I keep up with with uh, most people. That's a better I way also... of living. I like that better. And I think the world would be better if more people had that. And it's it's a thing I wish I could unlock. And I'm I'm working on doing it without giving up the sanity part mm-hmm. of life. But the fact that we can connect to anyone portably with pretty damn clear audio and in real time, it's not like I speak and then I have to wait three seconds to hear you receive it because it has to go to the satellite and like beam down. I mean, how does that even work? It beams down everywhere. And then only the the frequency that it's tuned to pick up listens to it. Yet everywhere it's getting the signal. 
I mean, it's also the the numbers of ways that you can commu- sure things can go really wrong, but there's so many ways that you can communicate better. Say say you and I were just living next to each other or something or in or near or met up for work uh, every every day or something and we we went into the office every uh, five days a week or something uh, to mom's studios maybe we will one day but there's still there's aspects of communicating through email and through like i love voice notes you know i'll leave a voice note and i'd rather just blab for two minutes not have to worry about like here's an idea that I was thinking about for the art piece or like maybe this will be the next episode or something like that and then be done with it not to have like a further discussion not to bother someone just to share a thought quick be done we didn't need to meet up we didn't need to have a phone call uh, and it's it's better than a text because it's it's quicker and just Yeah, you don't have to compose it. Yeah, you don't have to compose. And then it. I can listen to it again if so I don't have to say, "Wait, what did you say at the beginning?" or I forget what you said. I I can just have it on my own time. You yeah. know, I, I'm a big fan of the voice note. Yeah, yeah. Um so, yeah, can you do you have a time that you've burnt a bridge that you can think of? I'd love to know. Mm. I mean, you don't seem like a bridge burner. No, I mean, you're like, a bridge atrophier? Bridge atrophy. I cannot think of a bridge I've burned like where I'm not talking to this person again. This person is toxic. I mean, there's been a couple of relationships where it didn't, um, it was just incompatibility and you kind of choose to, well, I, I just can't be friends with this person, at least not for a long time. And then, mm-hmm. but, and that's also like early twenties me. I'm a completely different human now. No, I can't think of one. A burned bridge. Who's, who bridge burn? Nope, they're all still active, I guess. It just, they're covered in spider webs or something. I will say when there's, when there's rifts, sometimes there's, there's a certain like neediness that isn't useful to any party of just trying to keep a bridge that shouldn't be certainly I've had relationships that I've had serious relationships that went on for a year longer than they should have easily. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not to like, whatever it did. It didn't negatively impact me necessarily that they went on a year longer, but I wasted that person's time for a year longer. And we had, x number of fights more than needed to be like it should have just been done and there was times and i would just try to make things work so much and it wasn't there wasn't anything like worth working yeah really i've never believed in that i mean there's degrees of it i believe that it's good to you know go to therapy and do the work and have uncomfortable conversations that might last uh, longer than you think but if your relationship is like you know we've been working really hard on it for a year like it might it, it should be easy that's what i believe it should mostly be easy yeah. it should be mostly be not fighting mostly not resenting the other person not keeping secrets like so many relationships are just this weird tangled secrets silent resentment of each other venting to separate friend groups and for what like you could just be happier mm. as friends and i think people are learning that more like even 
people with kids and stuff, they're like, no, we're just, it'll be better to be divorced and give them, why did my voice get like this all of a sudden when I'm starting to talk about divorce? <laughs> I, I, I also, I, on the opposite side, I feel like there's something about a global pandemic that has made me just care so little about, <laughs> like, I don't really care what, fridges I burn, but probably to a detriment, but I, I really, I'm like, it, whatever, I'll talk shit about this person. If I think that they're spreading bad information and I don't care about consequences further down the road, but also just, I'm, I've gotten so accustomed to it. I had a, I had a thing with a friend recently where I guess they were upset with some way that I had communicated to them that I was totally unaware of, but it caught me off guard. I was just at the beach and I got a call and they were like upset with something I had said that I didn't recall say or some and just online or in voice in, in voice over Mm -hmm. the phone. And they were, and they were um, like super worked up about it. And I was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I, you can't talk to me like this. Like I don't, none of my other friends would just call me and start yelling at me. Like you don't get to talk to me. Like this is, I don't need this. Like I could never talk to you again. Yeah. And that would be okay. (laughs) And like, you don't just get to treat people like that. And it was a little bit like, I kind of threatened that, like, they're like, Oh, I'll just not be friends with you. Like, (laughs) <laughs> like within 15 seconds of hearing someone's tone, I'll be like, oh, would you like to never talk again? Because I, that's how I'm feeling right now. I'd like to never, ever talk to you again. <laughs> Just an unexpected tone. Uh, so yeah. it's, now I'm burning them. I'm burning them quicker these days. The speed at which I'm happy to like lose You bring fans. gasoline with you. Yeah. You don't just <laughs> light the match on the dry rope thing. It's like, oh, this kind of could use a little treatment first. you'll burn bridges that have already been burned to where it's like it's just little fumes coming out yeah i want to make the bridge explode and then (laughs) (laughs) when when it's stopped burning pour some gasoline on it to keep that fire going a little more yeah and And i don't know i don't i I don't judge you for it i think it's you got to do you i don't know I judge me for lots of things, though. Um, Want to do another one? Yeah. Man, we spent a lot of time on bridge burning. That's kind of fun, though. That was super fun. I mean, we are the tangenty boys of comedy. Yeah. Um. Ooh. Ah, see, here's... Uh, I'll just go through some and we'll just comment. Some of them will be like pass. Some of them will be like pass. that's a full episode. We'll do that another time. This is one that I think is worth a whole episode. Um, so we'll do this another time. This is Mike Ryan, Camante de Buffon. Hell yeah, um, Mike Ryan. Uh, We've yeah. mentioned him before. Because he makes carpet, carpet outlet. Um, dot com boat no boat carpet boat carpet yeah boat carpet don't you forget it he just joined me at um uh playing code names on a board game night recently i i know i mentioned this one on here we are discord 
Um, but I'm fascinated by the effect screens are having on our reward system and changing our culture. I had also noticed. love any discussion <laughs> regarding complexity in our society and civilization and how complex systems work, evolve, become unstable as complexity increases. So one, the screen time one, we're just going to we're going to do a whole episode on that mm-hmm. eventually. Um so, I mean, you're welcome to say something here. What about this? Uh, like, this is how complex society discussion regarding complexity in our society and civilizations and how complex systems work, evolve, and become unstable as, com- as complexity increases. It's a broad topic. What's the question? Or they're just saying talk about how it becomes more unstable as you have more variables and like you're trying to keep the house of cards from falling. Maybe it's not a house of cards, but just more. It's amazing it it hasn't fallen apart more since we're always feeling like, oh, it's late stage capitalism. We're just at the cusp of going back to sticks and stones again. We're just at our children are going to have to learn to make fire again. We're just okay. Maybe not our children. Our grandchildren are going to have to make learn how to make fire if the air is even breathable, but also it could be a really fun steampunk world or a solar punk world. Yeah. uh, I mean, it seems like complexity is, is a fundamental property of the expanding universe. This might be an earth centric view. I don't think it is though, but you know, early universe, nothing going on for billions of years, just no, uh, nothing more than, like free-floating electrons, then you get some hydrogen, then you get more molecules together. You don't get life till like the very tiny sliver of the history of the universe. And then you don't get multicellular life till an even smaller sliver. And then you don't get, uh, you know, humans, prime primates, agriculture, internet. Like it's just smaller and smaller. Even internet, took- there was no social media. Now social media, now social media with HD video and fast like... It seems to yeah. just be a, a complexity making machine and it's learning to accept that rather than hope that it goes back to a simpler time because you can just escape into simpler times. I don't know if it gets simple again. There's there's not a chance of that happening. It took it took in my way of looking at it anyway, I guess I said that pretty definitively, but it I, I don't see that. I it's it took it took two. It took two hundred thousand years for humans to go from you know like fifty humans around to a billion humans, and really most of that was in the last ten thousand years, few thousand years. But regardless, two hundred thousand years to get to the first billion, and it's taken uh, two hundred years to get to the last. 7 billion mm. so there's been that's and that could double in a decade we could get to 15 yeah they for whatever reason the predictions the 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 projections seem to be like nine nine or ten billion right around the corner and then kind of plateauing based on i don't know i'm not sure i buy what it's based on because it's based on um it ba- basically more developed places and people that have uh, that do better that are more well educated that have more money or whatever tend to have less children like uh, 
you know, just just the average the average person in the U.S. is having less children, but poorer people, people in less developed nations, are having more children. Mm-hmm. And so I think the logic is that we'll be better, we'll be more advanced, we'll be more developed, and that would that would mean that there's like, oh yeah, we're not going to keep on expanding this this uh, separation be- of of uh wealth and the disproportionate you know the the uh, which i think the during COVID alone i think however many billion however many billion more dollars the billionaires got which i think was a like, lot uh, they crushed it i don't think a billionaire trillions? lost a cent this uh I could be wrong. This could be just very, but then again, it's so punching up. Like you can say anything you want about billionaires and it's fine. All billionaires actually smell bad, even if they use all the products. It's just the fundamental property of, of billionaires. (laughs) And it's a fact. But the, the, whatever, however many billion it was that billionaires were enriched by was the exact number that the, that like the average working person lost. Because it went to them, right? All just went and which isn't which isn't even like we've said before it's not even some conspiracy necessarily it's just there's there's winners and losers and there's people that are that are um that are going to uh, you know like it's it's not like a global pandemic was started by zoom uh you know even <laughs> though i'm sure Great zoom idea did if it very works. very well um but uh, but yeah, there there probably needs to be at least just a one time um, pandemic, huge like pandemic pa- tax on the billionaires that have profited during during this time to offset some of it or something like that. The rich need to be taxed a bit more than they are in a way yeah, that that actually catches it. Which I don't know if that's a a VAT or a value added tax, but it it feels like they're. They already are being taxed, but if there is a single loophole you can escape through, you're going to take that loophole because that's what we do as humans. Yeah. If you can go put it in a Swiss bank account, if you can set up your uh, company in Detroit or not Detroit, in Delaware, where it's the, mm-hmm. the cheapest way, even if you don't live there or have a single employee there, or maybe you just have one fake employee in Delaware so you can say you're incorporated there but all these little tricks they used to escape they're going to take advantage of it so um has to be in a different different way that also doesn't yeah it also doesn't hinder progress because you know the it'll be like venezuela and stuff that's that's also possible i i understand the the falls of of socialism if not done right Right. I mean, I I understand. I mean, I've seen like a couple of memes, but it is it is just as someone who's been living in America for 41 years now, there's two arguments that I've heard over and over again with just like apocalyptic sounding every time it's been one is the communism and socialism argument that this is coming just any day now. And then the other is they're going to take all our guns <laughs> for 41 years. That's what I've heard just over and over. They're going to take all our guns. And all I've seen is 
way more advanced guns and way more gun ownership in that time less restrictions if anything same and and i've seen going from a ceo making 30 times what their what the average employee makes at their company to 300 times what the average employee we we've gotten only further and further from communism and socialism in the entire time I've been alive. Yeah. With the caveat of like maybe a, a universal health care ish, which we don't even have, but of, of trying to make that happen, which was like a huge that was that was even just trying to socialize health care was something that was like a huge political th- over the last four elections have been like it'll make or break an election whatever your position is on should everyone have basic health care yeah like it's crazy but anyway and one more thing about rich people <laughs> <while we're at laughs> and it. another thing they need There's, to give more back well there is there is this meritocracy it should go argument. bad like bananas you know the money should go bad <laughs> if it's in your account for too long it just <laughs> yeah, so that you have I... to give it to people to eat the bananas <laughs> uh but but i just i i've never bought into the meritocracy arguments that i'm not saying that whichever of these people elon musk or or uh uh bill gates or or whoever else i'm not i'm not saying that they haven't worked their ass off or whatever but the idea that someone's worked um like a million times harder (laughs) than someone else is crazy and also also the idea that uh, oh that person that person worked really hard they made a billion dollars well then how do they make a hundred if if they were worked a billion dollars worth of hard and then like how did did they work a hundred times that to get a hundred billion i know it's kind of like a false equivalency or, or whatever and we don't know still, how much of that was luck too like how much of it was the hard work plus right time right place and Right. Have you ever heard the quote? It's from uh, I forget if it's F. Scott Fitzgerald or Steinbeck or you know one of those authors. But uh, all Americans are temporarily embarrassed millionaires, and that's kind of the attitude. <laughs> so a lot of the people that are very heavily anti-socialist and like no, it's, they work hard for it. It's because they believe like I've got that in me. I've got the billionaire in me. I'm just I'm just a little down on my luck right now. But you just wait and see till my new bread box that also communicates with your phone it's kind of like an uber for bread boxes wait till that yeah. takes off <laughs> wait for it an uber for bread boxes. Yeah, it's always the uber of something yeah, the uber yeah. of uber so if you can't find an uber then it'll help you find an uber so you don't have to use uber well an uber with a bread box in it would be <laughs> pretty nice it comes drops off your bread box picks it up when you're done with it because it's a bread box is a big item for a lot of kitchens and you still you want to make your own bread once in a while but you don't want to i think they do rent appliances uh i think i just started an appliance rental business (laughs) and called it uber um I, 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 i wanted to say that uh there's another meme you see floating around saying that maybe it's not a meme it's just a sentence but you know, the whole thought of there should be no billionaires. 
which I don't uh, disagree. I don't agree with that fundamentally. I don't think there's something wrong with billionaires as long as there's not also poverty. It should be there should be no poverty. There should be a baseline mm-hmm. that is met. And then after that comfortable baseline, then, yeah, maybe there should be billionaires. If you if you want to go that hard and you get that lucky. Great. As long as everybody else has the health care and the food and Internet access and stuff like that. It's just such an incredible drain. Like anyone that gets COVID and gets hospitalized for it right now is that's seventy five thousand dollars average for in hospital stay to be uh, treated and recover from COVID. I mean, that's because some of them are like insanely expensive and some of them aren't that much. But yeah, average average is seventy five thousand, and then the average insurance is covering half of that. So you're saddled with $35,000 in debt, which means in a lot of cases, that means tax dollars are picking that up anyway. It's impacting all of us uh, uh, one way or another poverty and uh, is is impacting us. And th- these these things have, you know, massive um these things have massive implications where whether it feels like oh it's just someone's if someone wants to go and get themselves covid <laughs> let the uh, well it's up to them okay yeah. but now i got to now we all have to pay for them and now they're on now they're on disability now they don't have the energy to work they're we're losing productivity and everything else and there's just a lot of things like that but i was thinking in terms of um regarding uh complexity i do think that in our modern world um it's so interesting because we live in a civilization that humans as a whole need to know how to do so much and each individual human needs to know almost nothing there's almost nothing a single individual human needs to know. But as a whole, we got to have it all figured out. Like you can you can think you can you can not know how gravity works at all. You can not believe in gravity if you want to. You cannot know the first thing about it, but someone needs to know how gravity works to make planes, to put satellites, to change the timing in, um, of, of, uh, of, uh, you know, general relativity, how, how time changes depending mm-hmm. on, on, uh, how, how close it is toward, um, toward mass. And it's like, someone needs to know how to do that for us to have phones for us to be talking right now and at the same time that person doesn't need to know the first thing about cooking a meal or uh not only that they get to take it down people that have no idea how the thing works get to contribute to take it down like complaining about the internet complaining about the social media complaining about the phone yeah yeah and they have no take it down Oh, well, I mean, they're not actually going to get Twitter taken down or something, but you know, oh, that's yeah, maybe yeah. not that good of an example. But uh, I, I mean, thought what take example it down was. A, 
I thought Take It Down was like some new site that I didn't know of where people were like, here's what I don't like. Let's get rid of it. <laughs> That'll it probably be coming out com. next week. Oh, but I, I think about it in, in the same way of a gun. Like you don't know how a gun works. You could never build your own gun. Yet you can go acquire a, an AK-47 or whatever and shoot 50 people within 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And you didn't make that technology. You're not the mad scientist with the death ray. You just went and acquired that and the same with the phone with spreading misinformation with uh yelling racial slurs at people you didn't make the phone you don't know how to communicate with the world but you acquired the device which you can use as a weapon Mm. so yeah there's people being constructive and building stuff and then there's people that are doing nothing at all and then there's people that are not only doing nothing at all but they're making it worse like, please just do nothing at all. Please just get high and watch TV, please. But instead, they're like, no, I want to go be destructive and make some people feel bad. And uh, Yeah, that's that is it's the uh, the I I mean, it might be interesting if we do get some sort of universal basic income, because certainly. I should call I, it galactic. I, Maybe that'll catch on better. Galactic basic income. Basic free, income. free two grand a month for all citizens or legal residents or in the process of becoming legal residents for everyone in the galaxy. <laughs> there's, there's. I could certainly see why people would be like, "Well, I don't want to work and contribute." Uh, portion of my income to people that aren't doing their fair share and aren't working like everyone understands that but the trade-offs are it costs how much what twenty thousand dollars whatever base universal basic income would be it's you could take i think the average year in prison is 200 grand right something crazy i think it's at least eighty thousand. it's some ridiculous above average income number to keep someone in prison or to put them on death row like i remember reading about how expensive prisons are it's modern slavery they're privately owned they're using them to make stuff and paying them nothing or two cents an hour yeah yeah not good and that's that's still that's coming out of your check one way or another military is coming out of your check one way or another it's a, it's a exorbitant part of your tax money is is military expense for and now it's like now you don't even need to make the argument of like do we really need to uh, should we really be going into the middle east or this and that it's like we don't even do that anymore now now within 10 years the military is just a bunch of people in a room creating memes <laughs> to spread disinformation in other countries. And uh, yeah, the cold, cold the war doesn't is. even get to a cold war. You don't need half of your tax money into <laughs> being put into wacky meme propaganda dis- disinformation machines. It's such a I don't scarcity think. mindset. Maybe it's expensive. Like, shouldn't you, if you have enough then if someone else takes some of it and you don't notice, then what's the problem with that? And isn't it more manly if you're coming at it from a manly perspective? Like I try to frame things in the in the way that, you know, there's an attack on masculinity. Well, isn't masculinity like to not 
whine about stuff and to not yeah, care but, that <laughs> that stuff is going on. And also, if oh, they're taking not some only of my that, money, the less fortunate are taking it. Like, doesn't that make you feel bigger? Like, I'm making so much that they have to take some of mine to survive. I'm, I'm yeah. the breadwinner of Earth because they have to take some of my hard-earned work to pay for the... And, the way alpha the the way alpha is used by most scientists is different than how it's used by whatever like alpha uh, male yeah alpha male alpha the alphas in mammals that scientists are studying are like incredibly cooperative good at grooming good at forming alliances that's also what being an alpha uh means it's not just like Whoa, that one has the biggest chest and it can kick the most ass. Yeah, like, alpha isn't aggro. While it no. might be interpreted as some aggro things, but it's not purely aggro to be alpha. But it reeks of insecurity too. The it sure I've, does. I've sure I'm sure I've brought up this quote a lot before, but in Game of Thrones, when Tywin Lannister tells the very young Joffrey, the ten year old king, because he's like, I am king. And then he goes, no man that is king has to say that he is king. <laughs> yeah. Some line yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of posturing involved. Usually the big guy, the, the, the big bouncer at the door, that's like pretty chill, is that way because they already know that they're in charge. They don't need to be telling everyone that they're in charge or that they can kick this and that person's ass or whatever. Yeah. It is... It is a really silly, and the thing is about all that stuff is it basically doesn't even exist in real life. What doesn't? I go out and about, like, you know, I go to beaches and stuff, and I, I, I've, you know, I play different sports. I do all these different things. I meet a zillion different people. I've toured everywhere. And this idea of this like very exceptionally masculine man who's jacked and new MMA and all that stuff. That's like once in a while. Jocko is real. You see that guy he's in a, real a bar or something? What's up? I said Jocko Willink is real in that he's like the 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 big masculine energy, but also that's not an insecure they're all one. He's on they're all on some on your TVs or podcasts or whatever every dude that's like that is on a show <laughs> like all, all, already they don't really exist in real life i see i see a guy that ripped in that like aggro like eh, once a month in real life but if you just go on the internet or whatever you would think oh man everyone needs to be jacked like this and learn how to fight in real life <laughs> like who's getting into fights how old are you? When's the, it, I, I used to, I've probably been in more fights than the average person. I think my last one, I was maybe 22. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> like, you don't really need that uh, skill or disposition that much as an adult. But uh, yeah, and what's, if you win, then you're probably going to jail. And if you lose, then uh, you might, have like some permanent injury afterwards or even if you win and you don't go to jail like maybe that person will come back and try to find you and it doesn't just yeah. work out like that it seems like you the world is not suited for just dueling pistols at dawn anymore even though presidents used to 
didn't Andrew Jackson or some president, please correct me, listeners, whichever president. I think it was Andrew Jackson. Yeah, they, there was a duel and he did get shot, but then he also shot back and killed the guy and he still had a bullet in him for the next 20 years of his life. But that was just a normal Andrew president. I think Andrew Jackson dueled regularly. Yeah, I, I think he... Just they slap each he, other with a glove because you looked at their wife wrong or something. Yeah, I mean, the guns weren't great back then so it wasn't it wasn't quite the same thing but yeah that that was (laughs) and we're still there like our society is we're gonna look back on this era and be like we were such apes like fighting online and like doing our proud boy protests yeah yeah Oh man, well we've got to start wrapping up because I got a proud boy protest. I gotta to get to now that you remind me. Um, but of course, but, but uh, I, I have. Let's do like one more. Um, I feel like did we already do this one? This one is from. We'll do a oh, remix version see. of it. We'll do a remix answer where we change it up a, a bit. Oh, is this from us? Australia, maybe. We'll do the voice. Um, this is Madison Hunter. Madison Hunter. Um, would Medi- love Medicine to know Hunter. what your <laughs> would love to know what your daily routines are. More to do with keeping your mental health in check. Do you have a set structure for when you wake up, or do you just see how the day goes and adjust to it? I struggle with anxiety and find that I do better with structure. Is that something you both re- uh, that you both resonate with? Or are other things that you have discovered that work for you better? Would love some tips. Love you both. Love you too. Cooties. Keep it easy. Stay easy. easy. Um, um, I, I find my grid is pretty pretty fluid in that it's it's a structured routine, but not in the sense of a specific time in which I do stuff. Like I try to get the yoga in every day, the meditation every day, the doing some weight exercises every day, get some sunlight. Um, you do weight exercises every day? Yeah, I do some kettlebell workouts on YouTube, like Chi Chi really? Health and Fitness kettlebells. Sometimes I just put on a video so that it's like I'm I'm in a room with someone else working out and I just do whatever I feel like. I'll do some chest presses and tricep uh, whatever things. And wait, I like weights a lot. I really miss going to the gym. I hope that comes back soon maybe they are Mm. coming back a little bit but i haven't gone to one but um yeah and really just the longer i'm around uh, i'm trying to just pay more attention to how i feel so maybe it's like well i should be doing yoga right now but really what you should be doing is writing your thoughts out maybe that's what you're meant to do in this hour and then the next one you should change the yoga but this also is um a kind of i have that time privilege thing someone with a kid that has a set schedule maybe they can't just choose that it's like no i've got to work out now or never because i only have 15 minutes the way my day goes so hopefully you've got some flexibility there whenever i feel um discouraged about my where i'm at in life or like feeling like i should have more going on by now or whatever being 41 i always think well, I don't have kids, so 
that buys me so much extra time and money to invest in whatever. So that's a leg up in a lot of regards, though. I guess kids are very inspiring in a lot of ways. My friend has four kids. I just saw him for the first time in like seven years and I was asking him about it. And he said, well, uh, early in the morning, I can't wait on uh, or I can't wait until they get up. And then I can't wait until they go to bed. It's this weird catch 22 of you just love them and they're exhausting mm-hmm. of you you want them around but then once they are around say like, oh, okay this is this is a lot can't wait till i can sleep again yeah which i get that yeah yeah i get to stay up as late as i want wake up whenever i feel like it on almost every day and that's awesome i don't have a lately so i just found out a week ago that um that i guess there's like a big group of people that plays pickleball every morning so now i'm doing that to get a little cardio first thing in the morning you just meet strangers at the court yeah that's fun yeah yeah um and i know most of them by now but there's there's uh yeah yeah there's a lot of man it's pickleball's a weird sport because it i mean it's always going to help to be more athletic or in better shape or whatever but there's people that aren't that are really quite good i have i've judged a book by its cover way too many times yeah no and there's there's some surprises out there there's like a large uh, you know not thin like woman in their like 80s oh damn like pretty damn good like can't can't chase a ball if it goes off the court someone else needs to go and get it but on the court pretty damn good at playing there's people like burt kreischer who are you know they're fat and they drink kool-aid all day and they're very athletic and they can outrun you and like not have uh, energy drain or you know you think of the very large stripper doing the thing on the the pole sometimes you'll see it on a tiktok or something and be like damn they're like way more athletic than i am but you yeah. have a, a vision of what an athletic build is which most of the time it probably is going to be that as opposed to the the bigger person but i don't think there's any rule same with the opposite there's really really skinny college professor looking ultra marathon runners that run i mean what's an ultra marathon like four marathons or something it's like a hundred miles and they they just eat like two large pizzas and drink like three pints of beer and they (laughs) they outperform the people that look like they're in a nike commercial yeah 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 um it's it yeah it's just it's wonderful to be active and i feel like i can't I can't get, uh, I definitely need to change it up. Like right now I already, I already had to take a little bit of a break from my paddleboard kick because I just haven't been appreciating it as much or sometimes like, ah, yeah, I could paddle out to a beach and write today and I should do that. But uh, I got a bunch of emails to get back to and stuff. So I'm not making as much time because I got other things going on. Um, I saw a tweet sure recently the that same. said the a tweet that said there's only one job it's email like let's not yeah, kidding ourselves yeah. we all just have one job now I can't 
I I don't respond that well to routine. The only the only kind of routine that seems to work pretty well for me when I actually do it, which right now I haven't been doing lately, is just pomodoros of just setting an alarm for 20 and 40 minutes um, or 20 and 30 sometimes. But I've been going 20 and 40 lately and then stopping sometime before 40 minutes and taking instead of a five to 10 minute break, I usually just set up break time of 10 minutes and do a few things or whatever else and get my mind off of things and then start again. And so usually, usually for me, work is the first thing that I do when I wake up in the morning and the last thing that I do at night. It's different. Sometimes I play pickleball first thing. Sometimes I watch TV at night, but I don't watch that much TV and then throughout that, then I just pace myself at whatever I want all through the day. And I just feel like starting my brain primed with like, here's what I do. This is what I do for work. And here's mm. what needs to be on my mind today. And then priming it again before bed. I like that. Is, I might take, I might try that. Well, I feel like you just got, you just get a lot of, you just get a lot out of your subconscious that way, just for free. The subconscious is just like free money. You know, if you just figure out the right ways of working your subconscious. Yeah, it's so smart it. and we don't get to use it because it's too busy. <laughs> yeah. Its door is locked. It's the executive officer and we're just in the mailroom trying to figure out <laughs> this and it's running the whole show. Um, I wish we could commute. Maybe we can through meditation and lucid dreams and stuff, but I wish we could easily have weekly meetings with our subconscious. Mm -hmm. Just sit down and like actually be like a therapy session. Like, so what's on your mind? Deeper me. Yeah. yeah. Less deeper me. We speak different languages, though. You need a translator and everything else. Maybe it would just be a purely intuitive uh, exchange. So not me speaking words and then listening back to words, but just like, and then it's unlocking the, the blockages in my psyche and my body. Maybe that's yeah, just meditation in a different way. Maybe I just need to start being better. That's like my advice for myself every day. What if I was better? What if I did yeah, a little yeah. bit better? Yeah, I've been trying to make little notes to myself to read later to uh, uh, to be like mantras for a day or whatever. But I don't. That's the thing. I write something down and then I just don't go back to it. <laughs> Anyway, it's just writing things down is just like I write things down, taking notes here and taking notes like when I'm when I have my guests on my pot and on here we are and everything. I take notes, I write afterwards and everything, and I just don't I don't look back at it. That's what Matthew McConaughey says. He says, I don't write to I don't write down things to remember. I write them down to forget them. Yeah, that's a big part of what I do. Yeah, because otherwise um, it circles around and probably um, starts clogging the pipes or something. I remember I used to write like crazy and I'd go- keep going back through old notes and seeing if I could make a thing work. Maybe if I tweaked this, maybe if I tweaked that. And then once I was in the middle of moving and I got really drunk and I I, I had... It was in a bad area and I was worried about my car being broken into. So I brought like 
a ton of my notebooks just in a bag into uh into this bar and got hammered and forgot it and was never found and it was just so much of my stuff this is early on in my comedy career and it was really pretty freeing actually because i was like now i'm not stuck trying to make those old ideas work because a lot of it was writing from before i had even started comedy and i didn't know how comedy worked until i actually started anyway so most of it was like not that great anyway and so it's sort of a freeing experience you know Corey allen right yeah Corey allen from astral hustle he wrote his book now is the way and he he wrote three full drafts of it and each time deleted the whole thing. Like not, uh, okay, I'll save this and then write from the top. I mean, actually, okay, I finished writing the whole book. Now delete, no backups, start again. And then same thing over and over. And I think wow. that's, uh, that's his way of doing it. And the book turned out really well. I love the book. And I don't think anything was lost. I think it's still in the dome and he's... Uh, channeling it in a different way and it's like a sand castle that washes away and like no I remember how to build that sand castle and let's do it a little differently this time or mm. Drennan Davis was uh, Drennan's a good friend a musician comedian does a lot of live looping stuff and he used to be in film school and had all this gear and like was kind of more rigid I guess and then it all got stolen and so he's like man I better start making stuff that I can just make in the moment and not have to rely on this banked disc of of work. And then from there, I think, got really heavy into the live looping and can make a song happen with just him and a looper pedal and his voice. Wow. Hmm. Um, do you have a... Uh, do you have any... I'm trying to think if I have any routines ever that have ever once worked for me oh here here's here's one um when i was in la and this is a pretty common practice for me i'm usually pretty punctual and you're really was, good at came, punctual yeah you're there at on the dot usually yeah and i I've, I've what i found was that so i had pretty bad road rage stuff then i moved to la and i was like can't have road rage here it doesn't do anything and then i started um because i was in malibu so it was a really long drive to get into the city anytime i was doing a show or something so i would just leave um so that i'd be arriving to the venue an hour early and so that way, if I was running a little late and I was still like 30 minutes early or whatever, yeah. or if traffic was crazy or whatever thing happened. And so just cut the stress out of being late ever out of my life. And then I'd be able to get there early and I'd do a meditation um, app like Headspace or whatever in my car for 10 or 20 minutes, um, depending on how much time I had before I went in to a venue and I'd often go in early and I, I like showing up early to a venue and I'd like, I'd like sitting in the back and I feel like I can imagine it, um, better mm. if you're in the back. Like, I, I guess, I guess actors don't read sitting down usually 
Uh, a lot of times when they're trying to memorize their lines or whatever, they that won't read right. the script sitting down. They'll like be standing and like get themselves in the moment. So when it comes time to do the scene, they they remember the movements and everything that they were. Yeah, you should never have doing. to think of the line. Yeah, it's just all ingrained in you. I mean, everyone's process is different, but man. Acting, acting actually is really hard when you think about having to memorize lines and deliver it with emotion and do that five times in a row. Yeah. And yeah. you don't even know I, how it's going to be cut together. Like the movie could be a stinker and it has nothing to do with your performance. <laughs> they just edit it wrong or something. Just. <laughs> do you think you'd be a good actor? Um, Maybe in some things, but never like never at the top levels maybe in some way that you know the way that bill burr has kind of be, he's a good actor in being bill burr he's not the range of daniel yeah. day lewis or kate winslet or or yeah, meryl yeah. streep or something like that but you see him in breaking bad mandalorian whatever it's like man that's bill burr was good in that he's believable so mm -hmm. i think i think comics can be good actors as themselves and then yeah. struggle to portray someone other than themselves but yeah, I don't know, maybe yeah. maybe fair to middle, fair to middle actor. What about yeah. you? You think you'd be a good actor? No. Never had any interest, and I don't have a lot of confidence in my acting abilities. <laughs> I, I I did I did some I did some like fun acting ish stuff at the start of COVID. I made like a little web series with a friend, and I thought I was a pretty good actor in that. But it was also just an exaggerated version of me in in a way. But so. I, I don't know. I could probably, I could maybe pull it off, but I don't have, uh, I don't have, I've never taken acting classes. I don't know anything about it. I don't presume that I would be good at it. I've Seems taken like an a intimidating couple. thing. I've you taken have? a couple of acting, not with a group, like individual coaching sessions for when I was auditioning for like a, a Comedy Central show and it was like a really big thing that oh man I really should get this I should actually prepare and the advice they gave me was it was so obvious but I wouldn't have thought of it myself like you just don't think to you know it's about a phone call like normally you're just kind of stiff you don't know what to do with your hand and then they instruct you like oh when you're yelling at the you know your friend in the kitchen put your phone by your chest like like do, do little stuff like yeah, that yeah. little uh subtle moves that you don't pick up on when you're watching something, but then when you're trying to act, it's 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 like that 30 Rock episode where Alec Baldwin is just so terrible on camera and he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Can I get a coffee mug? And then he like walks on with a coffee mug, but his left hand, he doesn't know what to do. So he's like, can I have two coffee mugs? And he's like walking <laughs> on the set with like two coffee mugs and his his right foot is not walking the right way and just... You don't know how bad you are at something until you see yourself doing it. Like so many things are made to look easy, whether it's surfing, acting, yeah, knitting. Yeah. And then you get stand-up comedy is the biggest probably because everybody has been funny in the context of their family and friends. But have you gone up on stage, seen those bright lights, felt the mic go, felt it hiss back, seen the the large group of people looking at you with their judging eyes, the the guy with his crossed arms, the drunk lady, the whole thing. Like, have you done that? Then, man, you, you might not have the... Yeah. 
have the thing it, for it. It yeah. looks easy because you you see you you see it on well. There's two ways in which it looks easy. One is you see it on like late night television and you're like, oh, I could do that. You just come out from a curtain and everyone just laughs at everything you say automatically. Yeah, <laughs> which honestly the, they do on those late night ta- tapings, unless you're yeah. Rob Delaney. Yeah. On yeah. Kimmel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. Uh, but and then there's uh there's the open mic. Going to an open mic. I mean, if you are seriously interested in stand up, if you go to an open mic, you'll be like, "Oh, I, I could do this because it's it doesn't look easy when you're at an open mic. It looks hard, but it yeah. looks like I could do better than that." Is what is the thought that will uh occur to you, but Maybe not. You might not be able to. Yeah. It is. Uh... And I've seen the greats eat it before. I've seen Bill Burr do the the same set three times in one night. One where he crushed, another time where he did kind of middle, and another time where he just ate it. And that was so eye-opening to me. It'd be like, I just saw the same five minutes kill, and he's getting yeah. nothing. And he's still, wow. like, he's still staying the course. And that kind of taught me something, the staying the course part of it. Yeah, yeah. You own it, and for better or for worse, you know, go down with the ship. Don't squirm. Although it is fun to watch people squirm. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I used to have everything so dialed in. It was like a little, it was a little overly robotic where I couldn't, I couldn't make any adjustments. Mm -hmm. If something happened, it would just be like, you know, if a tray fell or something like that, I just couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, tray fell, and then I'm back into the thing and had to loosen that up over time, too. Do you ever, so. like, keep uh, hack little zingers for it? Like, Mom, I told you to wait in the truck or something. That works. <laughs> no, I never have. It, it hurts your soul. It hurts your soul to keep yeah. uh, a zinger. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I heard this is old school, but I heard a story of Don Rickles. Like, you know, he would... Uh, you know, roast the Jew in the front and the Chinese guy and the lesbian or whatever. And, you know, he'd roast everyone and someone was watching him and be like, there, there's no Chinese guy in the front row. He just has these stock lines for, <laughs> for anyone. He's like, all right, you got me. You got me. I'm old kid. What do you want? Fuck you. What's your name again? I don't care. <laughs> you ever hear that story of Don Rickles with, I think it was Dana Gould and he asked Dana what his name was. And then in the middle of him saying, oh, it's Dana. He goes, I don't care. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Rest um, in peace. Well, when that's your character. That's what you can do, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's a fun role to pick. I, I didn't choose it for myself, but the people like Don Rickles and Anthony Jeselnik and like there, there can't be too many of them. There can only be a handful that occupied the space of like, I'm going to just say the most horrible thing, but in a very clever way that is also likable. And also you've uh, you've agreed that this is what you're getting into. And I've been around long enough that you know what you're getting. It's like you're kind of grandfathered yeah, in. It's yeah. like, oh, it's okay if the South Park guys do it. It's okay if Rickles does it. It's okay if Anthony Jeselnik does it. But this open micer cannot start making Anthony Jeselnik jokes and not get groans because... They're not there yeah. yet. They don't have the confidence, the skill, and the association with being that guy yet. 
Yeah, speaking of incest, I had a <laughs> I I have a memory of of someone I had open for me um because I I heard they were funny enough and everything and I just liked them as a person they were in the town you know is it one of my stand up science shows it's just I needed a different comic in every city and they opened with uh like this ridiculous over the top incest joke it was just like I get that that gets laughs at the open mics when there's a bunch of comics sitting around going like, whoa, I can't believe they're, they're saying this. But it's not like that's the only reason why it's getting a laugh. Mm-hmm. It's not super clever. There's not a lot there. And now you just alienated my audience. Oh, and man. Did it recover like, slowly or did it kind of ruin yeah, the tone? it was fine. It yeah. didn't matter. Those audiences were always awesome, so it wasn't that big a deal. But um, yeah, it's enough to. I'm I'm kind of getting planning to get rid of the like second comedian um, anywhere that I that I go because it's just it's never. It's actually most people were great during the stand up portion, but then when when people would have to get up at the end and like riff with scientists. Oh, they couldn't hang super super insecure. There's something about scientists are just super intimidating for some people. Yeah, they go back to grade school. I love that part. Those those shows had my favorite vibe. It had the perfect blend of comedy and people like wanting to listen and and learn stuff. And the contrast of having the comic with the actual reputable scientist person was a good mix yeah because they would get zingers in too like you could kind of they would feel more comfortable doing it because they were standing next to the comics yeah yeah those those shows were super fun and i'll be on stage the whole time rather than leaving uh then staggering it and having people do um talks in between my act and stuff so that that way that way it's just because uh, all the academics were really good off the cuff in the Q&A and some of them not so good at presenting in front of a audience they haven't been in front of before. Yeah. You assume like, oh, they're a professor. They've talked in front of they've given hundreds of talks in front of kids over and over again. I'm sure they'll be fine. Not the case. A lot of classes Not are boring. The case. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Real boring. Even if you like the professor and even if most of the time they're not boring, I guarantee they're going to have a bad lecture in there that is just unnecessary. Mm. Yeah. Predictable PowerPoints and the fucking like the, the bullet points don't show up all at once. It's like, oh, we have to wait for them to fade in. And it looks like there's going to be eight of them. And they're spending five minutes talking about each one. Mm hmm. See, even the description of the description was boring there. But that's that's most of science. Real science is boring, as we've said before. Yeah, certainly can be. Mm-hmm. So, and scene. Okay, good. We got it. We nailed it. We we did the part of of us taking Patreon suggestions. Thank God. Oh, now we can be <laughs> ourselves. Well. All right, that's that was uh pretty good. Yeah, it was I good. Felt like I did a pretty good acting job. Me too. But the most important act of all is subscribing to our Patreon because we need your support to exist. We gotta pay our staff 
They're dying. They're still drinking their own urine. They have not been fed since February. Please true. join the fit. And if you enjoy this show regular feed style, I promise you, we really get down in the Patreon. We really have fun there. So um, if, you, if you enjoy feeling good, you'll feel even better on the Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash mindunderpod. Throw all the money you've ever had in your whole life into it and watch your life blossom like the 90s sitcom Blossom. <laughs> and until next time. Keep on salivating, honeys. Ding. Ding.